Amen. That's love. Amen. That's that's love. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you. We bless you. We honor you, O oh God, today. We lift up our hands and we lift our voices. Father God, we're not ashamed of the gospel. Thank you, O oh God, for saving us. Thank you for keeping us. Oh, Lord, we don't take it lightly. You are our Lord and our God. You're the only true and living God. There is no other. We thank you, oh God, for the nails in your hand, the nails in your feet, the crown on your head, and the blood and water. Thank you for the sacrifice of your life, that we may have life and life more abundantly. Father, we ask you to touch us now that we will slip into worship. That we would just give you praise and reverence and honor your name. Thank you for your anointing, oh God. Thank you for changing the atmosphere. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for new life. We honor you for the victory. We honor you in Jesus' name. We thank you in advance for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Once again, it's good to be here and it's so good to see everyone looking at your faces and not just looking at a dark computer screen. It's just good to be able to join and come together in unity. Amen. In one spirit and give God all the praise and the glory. Amen. God is an awesome God. I believe there is a word that God has inspired me to share with you on today. We'll find that word in Matthew's gospel, the 27th chapter, and we'll read verses 35 through 46. Matthew 27, verses 35 through 46. Amen. The word of God reads, and they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there and set up over his head his accusation written, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, he saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross 
and we will believe him. He trusted in God. <laughs> he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When you look at verse 45, there's so much in this that I want to touch on a few things today. But when you look at verse 45, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land. That doesn't mean a whole lot to some of us because we don't know when the sixth hour is. But the sixth hour is about noontime almost about like it is now. That's the sixth hour. Darkness is not supposed to be in, on the earth until night. Amen. Amen. So here we are at 12 noon to three, darkness in the land. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I want to take my thought from which to preach from that uh, reigning in the darkness, mm. reigning in the darkness. He said his, his name is Jesus king of the Jews. At this hour, they have taken him to the courts, and, and until he got to the right court, he was silent and opened not his mouth. But whenever he got in the right court, and they began to ask him, was he a king, then he began to speak some things. He says, you say that I'm a king. I mean, are you saying that? In other words, he's still looking for somebody else to declare and testify and be a witness to his true identity. Amen. When people don't really know who you are, they really don't understand you. And really, they don't like you very much when you do weird things, things that, that cause you to stick out. Amen. Some people are not happy because of your success. Amen. Now, now here he is. He's standing before Pilate and he says, Pilate is saying, he says, listen, don't, you need to talk to me because don't you understand that I have the power to take you out? And that's when the king begins. See, when you're a king and know who you are, then you speak, you talk like a king. You don't bow down in the face of those things that are beneath you. You keep them under your feet. You reign even in the darkness. He said, look, you would have no power except it was given to you by God. He said, even now, if I wanted to, I could call legions of angels and I could have everybody wiped out. You have no power. You're not taking my life, but yet I am laying it down. I mean, the devil really thought that he had it. I mean, they, 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 they took him to this injustice, this court, crooked court system that had wrongly crucified, condemned him to crucifixion, the most punishable and suffering kind of death a man could experience in that hour. They crucified him, nailed him to a tree. And if that wasn't enough, they crowned his head with thorns 
And even before all of this, they had beaten him with whips, with glass and iron and metal until he was disfigured. And then they gave him the cross to carry. And let me just tell you that if whether you don't know it or not, listen, God never dies because he can't die. But Jesus, the man Jesus, and I know Jesus is God and man. Don't get messed up in your religion because he's still God, but he is a man. And he needed some help. His humanity, after you've been whipped all night and they lay a cross on you, you need some help. That, that declares his humanity as he still reigned as king in his divinity. Can anybody hear what I'm saying? And, and, and listen, the reigning in the darkness, listen, when God gives you an assignment, when there's a mandate on your life, a calling or an anointing, you are, you are required by God to complete the mission. You cannot abort just because it's dark at an unusual hour in your life. You're saying to me, I'm saying many of us, we, we understand that, that and we've discovered that life brings many opportunities where we experience great heights of joy. And along with that, so life brings great depths of pain. Has anybody ever felt any kind of pain? I'm not talking about a headache or something hurting on you, but ain't nothing hurting on you, but there's something wounded in you. I mean, some of the worst kind of pain that you can experience is pain that causes you words that cause pain when, when you're rejected and whenever you're betrayed and denied by folk that said they love you. Come on, somebody. You, you've never really lived until you had to cry and then finish with a real good laugh. Am I talking to anybody yet? I, I, I want to just talk to human people, people who lived there. And sometimes you had to have a good cry. There's nothing sometimes better than a good cleansing cry. But then all of a sudden, something in the atmosphere changes. And behind it, you chase it with a good laugh, a laugh to where your sides start hurting. I mean, look, nothing is really funny, but you just start laughing. I mean, you haven't lived to your experience that. Keep on living if you haven't, and you will. Many of us have also discovered that although we don't welcome pain and we're never really ready to accept pain, we know that pain is unavoidable. You can't turn around and go the other way from this. God's calling you and you cannot run. You cannot hide. You've got to face whatever it is that has been set before you. If we could develop the kind of faith that's produced in those painful experiences without actually going through the experiences, we would go out of our way to avoid them. Even Jesus prayed, let this cup pass from me. If, if we could gain those valuable spiritual insights that we're gathering right now from our life's painful experiences without having to actually go through the experience, we would certainly do anything to avoid them. There's a certain development of faith in moments of pain. Can somebody say amen right there? Amen. amen. There's certain developments in your faith that the pain you're going through and been through has developed in you. It's those low places that hurt us the most, that actually usher us to our highest heights. 
Can anybody remember when you were in a low place and then all of a sudden God flipped it and you were in a higher place, a better place? See, some of us like to just stay in low places. We gloat in it because we're not trusting God to do anything anymore than he's already done. But I'm telling you, when you're in a low place, don't forget, God still reigns in darkness. Amen. You would have never known just how strong you are if it had not been for the adversities. It was those adversities that you lived through that made you who you are today. Your prayer life wouldn't be the way it is right now if you hadn't had to go through some suffering and sickness and your praise wouldn't be persistent. What brings a church together is sometimes somebody with a good sickness to come and wake up a prayer ministry that's going to sleep. Wake up a steady habit that you begin to push to the side. Nothing like a good, strong season of adversity. Amen. I mean, you, you discovered just how resilient you really are because of adversity. If you were not forced to survive in the midst of storms, you would not let the darkness, you, you, you would let the darkness just swallow you up. I mean, you might get me, but we, you know, I'm not going out without a fight. It, it, it was a painful experience that made David declare, the Lord is the light of my life. He's my salvation. If David had never gone through anything, he wouldn't have been able to write, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. These words were birthed out of a painful experience. He, he never would have been able to write many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him out of them all. There is a certain development of faith that is being produced right now in this hour of your adversity. Something is going on behind the scenes. It was after Joseph's adversity that he faced his brothers and forgave them saying, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Right at the moment of darkness, we can't explain it. We can't see our way, but God has a way of flipping the script. God has a way of turning this thing around and you will understand Stand it after a while. You'll have the faith to stand up to what the devil has been trying to push you down with. Amen. 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 I mean, in order to say many are the afflictions of the righteous, I mean, you've got to go through some stuff. And then on the flip side, I say, but God delivers them out of them. How many? I mean, all. How many can trust God to deliver them out of them all? No, I ain't talking about folk that you just playing with God. I'm talking about expecting to be delivered from them all. Every one of them. When he died on the cross, he didn't die for some. He died for the world. He didn't die just for some of your sins, but he paid the full price to take away all of your sins. All of your sin has been gone. They, they move because the price has been paid. It was through a painful moment that Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It wasn't because Paul lived on easy street and never went through anything that led him to say, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Those who are the called according to his purpose. Look at somebody say, you are the called, you are the called. You may not have answered yet, but you are the call. 
It, it was God who picked you up every time life knocked you down. Somebody ought to shout amen. I know it was dark, but, but a new day is coming. I know you're hurting now, but there is an after. Something better after this is coming. In your after, you'll be better. In your after, you'll be wiser. You'll be stronger. Your adversity is producing something that's raising you up to another level of worship, another level of praise. If you never went through anything, you wouldn't be able to tell anybody anything. Why are you going to have all these wounds and you're not going to show them to anybody? Why do you need a testimony if you ain't going to tell nobody? I want somebody right now to understand that where you are, even if it's in a dark moment, if it's a dark hour the king still reigns i know what i'm talking about and, and i'm going to try to hurry up here but i'm but i'm telling you that god wants you to understand that because you go through a season of darkness a season of demonic attack a season of confusion a season of light god is still your god and you don't have to walk around and hold your head down if they find out that you're going through something. You don't have to be ashamed of what you're going through. Let them see you go through it because that's what you're doing. You're going through it. I'm nowhere stuck in it. I'm going through it. Your adversity is producing something. You can still reign even in this dark hour. Sometimes we can get so distracted and caught up in the present darkness that we forget what he told us. I mean, the only people laying around crying and wallowing and worrying and got headaches and got to have a pill for everything going on with you are people who forgot what he told you before he was ever beaten, before he ever went to Jerusalem. He told them, I'm going to Jerusalem. And what they're going to do, they're going to arrest me, they're going to kill me, but go wait for me because I'm coming back. I am the king. Death has no power over the king. Yo, nobody didn't vote me in. I came from God. I, God appointed me in kingdom principles. In the kingdom, there, there's no democracy. There's no voting. When God says you're king, you can be a shepherd boy for a minute, but the manifestation of a king is on your life, and you will live out that mandate. You may fall. You may fall sometimes, but if you fall seven times, they say, you'll get back up again. I'm telling you that there's just no escape from the call on your life. Whatever it takes to stir up what's in you, whatever it takes to get you to commit to the assignment, just go on and live through the darkness. Let them laugh at you, but live on through the darkness. Let them, let them make fun at you. Let them wag their heads. But, but just know, remember what he told you. He said, the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. He said, I want you to be above and not beneath. He said, I want to bless you going in, and you're coming. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you that your God wants you. Don't, he doesn't want you to experience defeat. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You cannot experience defeat if you just get the mindset and understand that you reign even over the darkness. From the beginning, darkness could not reign the minute God spoke light. So don't get distracted in the present darkness. Don't let your current situation trap you in and stop you from getting to your future. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. See, it's just like school. You can get trapped in it and you can love middle school. And God said, look, you're just in the middle. Don't quit now. I want to take you to high school. And then after high school, I want to take you to higher school. 
You don't understand what I'm saying. See, there are levels and promotions that God is taking you through. And in each one of those, you may experience things in your life, bumps in the road, things that want to make you quit, people that will turn back on you and walk away from you. Folk that knew you since you were a baby can't stand you. But listen, don't abort the mission. They don't know enough about you to really hate you. They just hate the thought of you. They hate the potential of you. They hate the threat that you were. What God is planning for you, listen, don't, don't try to escape it. Don't try to escape it. Every one of you here, you are not here just by accident. You have a purpose for being here. Your days have been numbered. You, God has an assignment for you in your life, and the things that you've gone through are shaping you up to take the position and the manifestation of the calling, the anointing that's on your life. I know some of you say, well, no, no, I, I can never be one. No, no. Right now, you think that's like that. But when you get filled with the Spirit of God, whenever God comes and speaks to you, change you, and you answer and respond you'll forget about who you were and everybody else will know look there's something different there's something different about him there's something that's changed in him there's something i know look i know they were sick i know they were three inches from death but look at them they are a picture of perfect health why because out of all of your afflictions god delivered you from them all amen you've been walking slow but you're about to speed up don't let your current situation trap you in Encourage your neighbor and tell them, don't let your current situation trap you in. I'm telling you, a new day is coming. If you're going to break free, what's ahead of you must mean more to you than what's behind you. Listen, the game ain't over. You got another move. Something greater is coming. If you had never gone through the things you've been through, you wouldn't be ready to embrace God's purpose, God's plan for your life. But because you had to suffer a while and nothing else could help you, now you realize how you have to come and empty your heart before God. You wouldn't have said yes to the calling of God. You would not have been willing to walk in agreement with God. Once again, David said, it was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Statutes, what are you talking about? That I may learn your laws, kingdom principles, how you operate, how I'm supposed to praise you, what you'll do if I praise you, what you'll do in the heart of a man that'll believe you. I, I would have never known that. If the devil didn't try to chase me the way that he did. Amen, amen. You see, look, it was good that I was afflicted. Have you ever been in one of those places in life where what you were going through didn't match who you knew God to be in your life? I'm telling you, in other words, I know you're Jehovah Jireh. Anybody worship him as Jehovah Jireh? But your bills aren't paid sometimes. I know you're Jehovah Rapha, but I'm still taking the medicine. I know you're Jehovah Shalom, but I'm still not resting good at night. Jesus is at the place now where the sins of the world was placed on him, and now he feels forsaken. Don't, don't, don't get carried away by what you feel. You've been obedient, God's plan, and, and you've given your tithe and offering. You've tried to help those who were down, and you've been obedient, and it's led you to some painful, dark places, insomuch that you feel like God has left you. 
Whenever you walk in your calling, whenever you're walking under the anointing, don't look for a crowd to always pat you on the back. Whenever you start going through stuff, they'll turn on you and start telling you, oh, I thought you were so holy. I thought you knew some scripture. I thought you believed God. And, and look, go ahead on and think what you want. In this darkness, I'm still reigning. God is still God. Listen to this. I'm telling you, see, you, you, you've been obedient and you followed God. And the world can't understand, and the world don't, don't understand what, what's going on in this hour of darkness for you. See, the, the sins of the world is now on his shoulders. Jesus is crying in the darkness. Listen to what he says. Even though he was going through something that was not contextual to what he knew and who he knows God is. He's going through a suffering moment as a king. But listen to what he says. My God, my God. See, look, I may not look like you want me to look, but, I, but he's still my God. I'm, I'm going through some stuff right now, and I got to cry at night, but he's still my God. Life hasn't been easy for me. Everybody has not always liked me, but my God, he's still my God. And he says, why hast thou? forsaken me. What do you do in the darkness and God is silent? You, you can't abort the assignment of your life because of the darkness. Sometimes you'll have to sing and you won't even feel God. There'll be times you'll have to minister and God has been silent. Prayed but I haven't heard anything. Cried and God seems to remain Silent. Why has thou forsaken me? You see, there's some who will only lift their hands when they feel something. There's some who will only praise him and serve him when he does something. But sometimes even when he's silent and ain't feeling nothing, I'll open my mouth. And I'll lift my hand because he's my God. Because although he's not saying anything right now and I'm surrounded by darkness, he's doing something. He ain't saying nothing, but he's doing something. Sometimes your answer is what God allows you to live through. Look at me. I'm still here. Look at somebody say, I'm still here. I've been praying and it seemed like he's silent, but he, but he did answer me. Look at me. I'm still here. If you only knew what I've been through, he's still keeping me. Can't feel it, but he's working. He's not talking to me, but I'm still talking to him. Come on, somebody. The praise that really upsets and confuses the devil is not your church praise. It's the praise you release in the darkness. Right in the midst of the rulers of the darkness of this world, he's upset because now you are shouting in territory that he thinks belongs to him. It's 12 noon, but darkness is on the earth. And you have confused the devil because in the rulers of darkness, they think that you would have shut up. They think you would have jumped off the cross and said, this is too much for me. But now I'm shouting in demonic territory. I'm still king and I'm reigning even in the darkness. Somebody better hear what I'm saying. He's upset with you because you're shouting in demonic territory. 
Keep shouting in the darkness. Praise him in the darkness. And instant and already praise that will rest on you will be uncomfortable. But you've got to go through some stuff. And then praise will rest well on you. It seems strange to some people around you that you praise God the way you do. It's disturbing and it's upsetting that you praise God the way you do. But they don't understand how God brought you through the darkness. They don't understand how not only did he bring you, but he kept your kids. He kept your family that you've been telling the whole world to pray for. And God has kept them covered because of prayer. I want somebody to hear what I'm saying this morning. The devil is upset with you because you are shouting in demonic territory. Darkness for three hours covered the earth in daytime. That ain't unusual to you. If it got dark right now, I'm talking about dark. Many of us would get up and run home. Where you gonna run? Huh? Where are you going to run? Some of us probably say, well, that's part of the coronavirus. They said it was going to get dark. Huh? I'm telling you that when God starts doing unusual things, when God allows you to go through some unusual seasons, I'm telling you, do not abort your mission. Stay on course because although you're saying, why has God forsaken me? God is still working on something. God is still working. Something is still moving. Amen. Amen. See, God doesn't want you to forget what he told you. Don't forget what he told you. See, we simply don't value the real importance of hearing God and believing God and the vision of God when he's speaking to us in the light of day. We take it for granted. But I found out that sometimes it's not that we don't believe him. We simply don't understand. We don't understand what manner of man can speak to the wind and storms and they obey him. We don't understand what manner of man can be placed in situations by ruthless and injustice court systems with false accusations and with the punishment of death, yet still cry, Father, forgive them. You can just, you can just lie on one of us and that's it. But they did all of this to him and he's still on the cross crying, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Even in the darkness, he's making provision. Come on, somebody. We, 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 have, to, we have a face that we wear uh, in the public. But you've seen that commercial uh, where they're talking about depression, how the people walk around with a little uh, stick figure face and a smiling face on the stick. They're holding it up in front of their face as they walk. See, that's what some of us do. We have a face that we show but see, the real picture is behind that face. That It's on the inside. It's, it's behind what you're allowing us to see. Because sometimes the darkness will show on your face. Don't try to smile and hide it. I'm telling you, just go ahead on and rain through it. Don't fake it. Just trust God through it. See, I want you to know something. As I, as I hurry and close, is we're, we're in a world full of uncertainties. 
even as believers. And see, you cannot allow the world's uncertainties to cause you to doubt kingdom promises. There are a lot of things we're naturally uncertain about right now. But one thing I am certain about is that he died like nobody else did. And he rose like nobody else did. After every other resurrection, it was somebody that resurrected whoever was resurrected. But didn't nobody go in the grave to resurrect Jesus? Didn't, didn't nobody have to move the stone for Jesus to come out? Can anybody hear what I'm saying? I want you to understand that he got up out of the grave, folded up the face napkin and left it all there. But his body, see, he got up as in his natural body with the wound prints, still with the holes in his side and in his feet. And he lives. I'm certain that he lives. And because he died for me, I have life and life more abundant. I'm certain about that. I'm certain that I am forgiven and I rejoice that all of my sin, my past, present, and future sins have already been taken away. Forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. I mean, free, 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 free. Forgiven. That don't make somebody happy. Listen, I want to tell you something as I close. I want to close with this. You remember the play that we did a few years ago, uh, Church Folk. And we were acting, or really, some of us was acting. <laughs> huh? But, but what we had to do, we had to set the stage to present a certain picture. Amen. And those who were watching could see what we were doing. And then after it's been a minute in one scene, then what we would have to do is close the curtain and turn off the lights. Don't leave yet because the play ain't over. I, I'm telling you, just because the curtain closed and the lights went out, darkness for a minute, don't leave yet because it ain't over. Listen, they're just changing scenes. It ain't over, God. It's just changing scenes. While Jesus hangs and reigns in the darkness, the curtain closes. And I'm telling you, by the time it opens again, he'll be standing with all power. Look at somebody say, he's shifting things. He's shifting your scene. He's about to change this thing for you. I know it's dark now, but his curtain's closed just because God is changing the scene. He's fixing this thing up so you can come back on stage in a new look. Wiser, stronger, more powerful than ever before. Ty Tribbett said, he's turned my morning into dancing. He said, the devil thought he had. He thought my life was over. He thought by now, surely, I would give up. But come on, somebody. That's when what? Something greater changing the scene. Step in my situation. Come on, somebody. Did he turn it? He shifted everything. Everything as believers that we believe right now hinges on this very hour, this day, this event. 
when you read your Bible, this is the epitome of everything because all the world now has changed. And listen, if you don't take on your true identity, this, the devil will still reign over your life in their darkness. He will keep you bound, sick, trapped, disgusted, depressed. He will keep your mind entangled and entrapped. He will make you be a slave. He will enslave you to sin. You will feel like you've lived so raggedy that God cannot even help you. Listen, you got to reign in this life. Why? He lives and so should you. What Jesus did, he's given you the power. He said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And assignments come with that. I pour it. Just don't sit down in the darkness. You reign. What Jesus did, you have the power to do. Amen. You can speak to mountains and they have to move. Hmm? You can speak and they have to move. Amen. Listen, keep reigning in the darkness. If the darkness say you're sick, reign and heal. Reign over your health. Reign over your family. Devil, you can't have them. I love them more than you do. Yeah. And see, listen, I'm telling you, if you if you allow the devil just to take your house, what kind of man is that? Now, you may have the muscle to stop me from coming in your house, but I can shoot some words in there that'll tear the whole house up if you're not a praying man. Uh, you can come to church every Sunday and still let the devil have your house. Amen. Devil, we reigning in the darkness we're kings and king's kids yeah. amen we have been anointed and called and appointed there's an assignment on our lives and we will not abort the mission we will reign because we understand and know that you change the scene amen the scene is just changing for you go ahead and live through this darkness from the sixth to the ninth hour jesus got back up he died but he got back up and nobody did it he got back up Amen. Amen. Can you stand on your feet right now? Amen. He reigns. And I'm so glad I know that he reigns. Amen. There is no power. There's no victory in the grave. When he got up, the Bible says that there were others who were dead that got up and walked back into the city. I'm, I'm telling it's like everybody from around there, get up and come back around here and join us in the service because of the resurrection. Yes, right. Some don't no sense in taking off running what you're scared of. You got to remember what he told you. Remember what he told you. Amen. The blessing of God rests upon you. The favor of God take over your life. May the blessing of God overtake you overshadow you that God will strengthen you right now that that your life will never be the same that you will trust and believe God from this hour no matter what you're facing trust and believe God that after a while God is working on something he's going to present it to you and I pray that this adversity this current darkness is preparing your heart to receive what God is going to just thrust you into I want you to be ready for something you never imagined. I want you to understand that God wants to do something beyond what you have been asking him to do. Amen. I thank you right now, Lord, that I see him restored. I thank you right now, God, that I see him united. 
I see them empowered. I see them operating in their calling. I see them not being discouraged, but they'll keep on serving you, God. They're not ashamed of you, God, but we'll lift up our voices and we'll lift up our hands. Even if we laugh that, Lord, we'll serve you. We're committed to complete the mission, God. Have mercy, Father. Every house that's represented here, I thank you, Lord, we're chasing demons out right now. We're commanding the devil to go in the name of Jesus. The devil must obey because God has given you that power, that authority. Devil, you've got to go. In you and all of your imps, pills, bottles, everything, every, all of your bandages, everything, you've got to go. We bind the use of drugs, alcohol. We bind that demon spirit. We come against that principality. We come against that darkness. Thank you for cleansing bodies of all sickness and disease. We bless you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We bless your name and we thank you, oh God. You are a healer, a deliverer. And we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Right now, just give him praise if you receive it. If you need him in your house, just give him praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Even in the darkness, we're committed to praise you. We will still acknowledge you. You are our God and we'll never be ashamed. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to his name. Amen. If you came, you found in your seat your communion. I want you to grab that now and begin to prepare so that we can go into our communion service. We're going to ask our ministers, deacons, to come and to lead us in the appropriate prayer and scripture. Does everyone have communion? Amen. If you would like to have one and you don't have it, please raise your hand and we will get it to you. Amen. We can get the scripture now. For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do it remembers of me. After the same manner, he also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, The cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as, as often ye drink of it, in remembrance of me. For as often you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, and drink this cup of the Lord unworthy shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he eat it and drank it unworthy. He eat it and drank it damnation to himself, not the son in the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak 
and sickly among you, and many are asleep. Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the only Easter morning. We know that you still reign. Yes, Lord. So, Father, we ask you to bless this bread that represents your body. Bless this cup that represents your blood, that we may be better witnesses to you. Amen. Amen. For it was the same night which our Lord was betrayed that he took bread, and after he had blessed, he broke and said, Take, eat, for this is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, after he had supped, he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this great memorial, this holy ordinance, O oh God. Thank you, Father God, for the communion of healing and deliverance. Thank you, O oh God, that because you died, we have life and life more abundantly. Thank you for giving us the right to the tree of life. Thank you for saving us, O oh God. We bless you, we honor you, and we worship you because you reign and you live forevermore. We thank you until you come, we will continue this holy ordinance in remembrance of the redemptive work, the sacrifice of your life that you gave your whole life for us. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the sweet communion of Holy Spirit. May he rest, rule, and abide with us all, now, henceforth, and forever. Let the church say amen, 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 amen. and amen. God bless you. Amen. Continue to be safe. Make sure you honor social distancing. Amen. God bless.